You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just <laughs> did? You get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Cut it, Kyle. Go Big Red indeed. No Block, No Rock, Season 3, Episode 12, coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th in La Vista, Nebraska. I, myself, switched it up a little bit. You did? I did. What you sipping on? I got me a Cardinal Pale Ale. The beer that built the brewery. The beer that built Damn the right. brewery. And I'm, we are in the brewery. Like, I mean, we've done this a couple times, but we are actually sitting in the brewery surrounded by big stainless steel jugs. Where the sauce jugs. of the beer is made. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where the magic happens. The magic, yeah. Was that your nickname back in high school? Big yeah. jugs? <laughs> yeah, I was a chubby man in high school. Normally, I, I prefer back to our... God damn it. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. I you already said know it. that. You said it. You I said know. those words came out of your mouth for some reason. <laughs> it was a deep fake. That wasn't actually it was me. <laughs> I don't know if that works for a voice, but okay. Well, you know what? Let's Cav, just get into your Pilsner talk. Oh yeah, everyone knows I'm drinking Pilsner. I don't. Again, I say it every week. We don't need to beat this horse to death. It's the greatest Pilsner ever made. You should drink it. Yeah. There okay. Yeah. Go. All right, Kev. Go ahead and get into your Pilsner talk. Okay. Yeah. I'm drinking Pilsner. Yeah, All right, like, Mike. What are you drinking? Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, in honor of Kyle, mm. I'm drinking the Taco Vesa. That's it. You nail it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm drinking too. Yeah. Uh, we're both. We are both sipping on the Taco Vesa. And can can we get a little Kyle Taco Vesa? Yeah. Taco Vesa. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I Jesus. wait for that every week. Ugh. I leave here on Monday nights and I wait for next Monday just to hear it again. And he's like, "Now I have something in my spank bank." <laughs> <laughs> Is, I thought you were gonna play the backdoor thing. That um, would have been great timing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Nebraska football did not have a game. Woo, so thank God we didn't lose. Couldn't lose. Th- there's no W or L necessarily on the schedule for this week, but. They did kind of win the bye week. Yeah, there was a pretty big development, yeah. wasn't there? Go on, Kev. Uh, Malachi Coleman, four-star athlete, Lincoln East. That's right. Officially coming to Nebraska. And, I, yeah, and he said, if it wasn't for Mickey Joseph, I would not be wearing the end. I would not be going to Lincoln. So, is that is there speculation there? Is Could a case be made that that is some sort of foreshadowing? Like, does, does has Malachi received some sort of, I'm going to be here next year? Is there a case to be made? We know that regardless if Mickey's not the guy, he'll still be here. He is going to find a role on that staff in some capacity because you need Mickey Joseph to recruit not only guys like Malachi coming in, you need to recruit the current roster. I mean, we are talking about guys, Anthony Grant, who has a lot of miles on him. He's kind of an older running back. Like You have to recruit him because he might just be a college running back. Got to re-recruit him. You got to re-recruit Casey Thompson if he's not going to the NFL, which doesn't look very promising right now. I think I think A.J. Allen is a big one. That, oh, that not a, lot of, not a whole lot of people talk the about. The tricky part with A.J. Allen, though, is the Brian Applewhite relationship. I mean, he committed to Brian Applewhite at TCU, and then he followed him to Nebraska, and if Brian Applewhite finds another home, A.J. Allen, he got that four-year redshirt thing. I mean, he's he can go hop, no, no punishment. Yeah. So, Mike, you mentioned, obviously, you got to re-recruit the guys on your team, especially with this much change going inside the program, but you also mentioned you got to get those guys like Malachi Coleman. Like, you have to win your backyard in recruiting, especially when we see this talent coming out of Nebraska going literally anywhere else. So getting guys like Malachi is just absolutely huge. Yeah, oh, there, yeah. There was a stat that all of their commits so far, the average miles away from their campus in Lincoln, Nebraska, is 460-something miles. 
So you always hear about 500 mile radius. And of course, with, with local talent being amplified more than ever, and with the talent being more legit than ever, locking down that 500 mile radius is going to be very important. And so you, you just look at the sheer numbers and 460 miles. I mean, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it's all Mickey or whatever, but please keep him. It's <laughs> like, a, it, Mick is certainly a large part. Well, yeah. Trev better be going in the, into these interviews with people, if he, assuming he's still having them. Hey, uh, so do you have plan? Have you, look, have you looked at our current staff? Is there anyone that um, you might want to keep? And maybe not saying his name directly, but kind of like, hey, hey. <laughs> you see that guy over there? The nudge. If he calls, yeah, if he calls my guy Dave Aranda, we already know that he's going to be on that staff. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, and I know we're going to get in coach talk a little bit more, but that's probably why Aranda is like my personal. Not, I'm not going to say he's my number one pick, but I think given his relationship with Mickey, and he brought on Vince Ginta, the the recruiter director guy. From Baylor as well. There's just there's so many, you know. There's a lot of a stars lot. that align. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Stars, yes. Yeah. Um. So we will talk a little bit more about, you know, coaching. We're going to talk about the Illinois game. We will bring on Mike's best Illinois fighting Illini friend that he met when he went to the Week Zero game last year. His name is Antonio Liga, and he will come on. and We will talk about the Illinois game. We'll talk about Brett Bielema, Brett Bielema, a little bit more. So before we get into all that, you guys, we're looking pretty empty here. We're going to get a refill, but while we do that, we're going to go to our sponsor, Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60 DBO-54873. Uh, we have the saying, no block, no rock. Thanks, Troy. Let's get back to Illinois. Now, Illinois comes in. And the last time I looked, which was earlier today, it was a seven-point, they're a seven-point favorite coming in. It was six, six and a half, and then it goes up. Now, Illinois, as everybody knows, they got Brett Bielema. He's a guy that you are very familiar with. Big Ten West stalwart, if you will. Mm-hmm. Has a nice, nice, nice body. <laughs> Normally, I, I prefer that door. God damn it. Normally, I prefer Brett door. <laughs> Now, Bert Dor. <laughs> Bert Dor. Um, just before we like preview the game, who here by ra- raising your hands because our listeners can definitely see that. Good radio. Who wants Brett Bielema as their next head coach? Gee dang it. I'm raising my hand. Let the record <laughs> Honestly, show. Yeah. Let the record show every hand went up. Every hand went up. Well, it's it's like this. Do you want him to be the coach, or would it's more like, him? would you would you be happy? And I I would be happy. I wouldn't just be like, oh, fine. I'd be like, LFG. Yeah, and I think that's an important distinction you just made, mm-hmm. was that when we say we would want Brett to be our next head coach, sorry, Bert, sorry, Mike. Yeah, Bert. Thank Bert, you. when we say we would want him, that doesn't mean that we're writing off Mickey or anything like that. We're just saying, you know, that Bert would be – a great fit here at Nebraska. <laughs> well, it was Fucking Bert. It was Bert. kind of funny. We were just attending uh, the fifty-one fifteen podcast Hell at yeah. uh, at the the Hale Varsity Club, and one person asked, one patron asked the guys. They were like, "Why is everybody worried about big name coaching?" <laughs> oh my you god, sound exactly like that too. I was huh? like, "Shut the Dude. fuck <laughs> up!" I'm we have gonna... our coach. I Ugh. cringed so hard when I heard okay. that. Let's hey, we are all on the Mickey train. If hey, if Mickey comes through and and wins some games, yeah, this is his job. Get us it, to it, a it damn is, bowl. Yeah, get us to a bowl game. This is his job to lose. But lady, why are we throwing out names that had success? Like Brett Bielema. Okay, the I guy like is winning games. He's like, won the Big Ten before, you when, know. When we say like big name coaches, like who do you think? Like who is in her mind's eye when I she think says that? Urban Meyer. The, yeah, Urban is, is the Urban? only thing yeah. in her head because that like is what like other the big most 
Karen voice I've ever fucking heard in my oh, life. She was, she was <laughs> yeah. the worst. Grating on my ears. I oh. just, yeah, how do you, you're looking at Brett Bielema, right. who absolutely dog walked us year in and year out by, by rushing 400 plus yards every <laughs> single time, went to like three straight Rose Bowls. I just don't yeah. understand. You know, we did that poll. It was like overwhelming the amount of people that said, no, we don't want him. Why are you butthurt that the guy wrecked us the whole time he was at Wisconsin, or are you? I, I just don't understand why. Why wouldn't uh, you want him here? I, th- I think people they see the Arkansas thing and they're like, oh, I just don't see. I just don't see. It's like he's Big Ten. That's yes. what he is. Honestly, he's big in general. He's he's a yeah, big he boy. Big. Yeah. I want that big boy on well, my side. Honestly, I think a lot of it is Husker fans tend to latch on very easily. Oh my god, we saw it happen well, with Scott Frost. The entire state went nuts. And we stood by him for five years. Mickey Joseph is another homeboy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, done great so far. Good so far. There you go. And people are latching on and saying, you know, we've seen some moderate success. This has to be the guy. We don't have to stop the coaching search just because we're seeing some good changes happening. We're still two and two under Mickey. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that because... He did get wins. Like if we wrote the season off. We thought, okay, we probably could go one and eleven. So right. the fact that he's been winning games and he's buying over this team and this fan base yeah. is spectacular. But he's still two and two. I mean, yeah. five hundred coach right now, and he's got the gauntlet coming up. Five games right now against teams that are all better than the teams that we've beat. And it's funny because we always referred to the final four, but we've expanded that to five because. God damn, does Illinois look good? Yeah, I mean they're absolutely. first in the West. They seem to be the front runners in the West once December hits because they look damn good. I mean, they rank first in the country in total defense. They rank first in scoring defense. They also lead the Big Ten in rushing defense and passing defense. And we haven't even mentioned their running game. I with think, Chase Brown. I think that's what the kids refer to as a wagon. <laughs> a wagon. That is a wagon of a team. You're telling me Brett ain't pulling that fucking wagon? Oh, he's pulling a lot of wagons. And his staff. His staff is pretty good, too. And yeah. Antonio, our super fan coming up, mentions that. So, guys, let's just talk about Chase Brown. He, He's, he's only a junior. God. <laughs> it's like yeah. talking about Melvin Gordon. <laughs> no. Like, oh, he's still here. <laughs> Um, he carries the ball, um, just under twenty-eight times a game. So he's but getting his carries. He's carried it as as much as forty-one times. Though they yep. do not care. You want to talk about bell cow? Yeah, that is dude. Chase Brown at Illinois. I mean, we want Anthony Grant to be everything that Chase Brown is because he. They do not care. Forty-one carries. Give me some more Chase Brown. More bell cow. <laughs> <laughs> having having an identity is awesome, and. Can't wait. Committing to something. <laughs> Can't wait to have an identity. <laughs> God. Ugh. Okay. He leads the country, not just in in rushing yards. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna throw this at you. He leads the country with 619 yards after contact, Oof. whereas Anthony Grant, his total rushing yards is 682. So if you just look at yards after contact, it almost equals. Anthony Grant's total rushing yards. Go, Mike. Well, and good thing that our defense doesn't miss tackles. Oh, so God. that after contact thing Dude, won't be a problem in Lincoln. Stop. <laughs> I'm, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Nick Henrich. I will cry. Nick Henrich is not only not playing this game, he's not going to play this game. He's probably out for the rest of the freaking year. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. Yeah. Chris Kalarvik is now the starting middle linebacker alongside of Luke Reimer. Well, he's coming Reimer, back, thank God. Okay, he is? I, I yeah. didn't, yeah, okay. Yeah, on the depth chart today, they released uh, Luke Reimer is a starter this week. So, Luke will be back. Which is big. Nick will be gone. So, you're losing one of your quarterbacks that calls the defense. But Kalarvik's been in the system a long time. They keep moving him around, trying sure. to make him the next JoJo and everything else. Chris is an experienced cat. I mean, he played at Northern Iowa. He played. He's played here a couple of years now. I mean, he, yeah. he should be ready for the moment. It's not yeah. like this. It should be too big for him. But how how often have we talked about the lack of depth? And you have one injury, and it just seems like the end of the world. I mean, because even a guy like Luke Reimer, yes, technically technically he is coming back. I mean, how many times have we talked about like injuries 
And it just seems like the end of the world once one guy gets injured because there's no depth. And even a guy like Luke Reimer, who is technically coming back, who knows how healthy he's going to be. I'm just so thankful that they're coming off a of bye week. Can you imagine Get- going up against that, Ellen, that Illini O-line after all those snaps they took Ugh. against Purdue? Over 100 I mean, snaps. Yeah, my lord. Oof. So, yeah, that's, gonna, that's concerning to me. Um, when I rattled off all those stats about Illinois' defense, um, you look at the Husker offense, and you have, to, you have to wonder, who else do they have besides Trey Palmer? Marcus Washington, maybe. 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 Uh, I mean, oh, no, had, you got you got Tommy Hill now. He's on the depth chart. Yeah, he's yeah. behind. <laughs> he's behind eighty-five. He's behind eighty-five. He's behind eighty-five. Okay, but I I would imagine that they're going to have packages for Mister Hill. I mean, I I just don't want to get into the habit of praying to God that Trey or Tommy can because they're real fast. Yeah, they can just get behind the defense because that takes time. Can, can we just? I know Mike said Tommy. We just got to stop right now. Yeah, no, Stop. we're not crowning Tommy. No, no, he no. Hasn't done don't anything. even say his name because I know he's moved there and he's probably a good teammate. And he saw Hartzog coming up and he said, God, you know, I, I don't want to leave. I want to I do something else for this team. And I greatly appreciate it. But anybody that is mentioning Tommy Hill as an offensive threat right now, I need you to just chill, please. Yeah. I, I agree. But, but tell me you're not at least a little excited to see him. Uh, I, I, I want to see how it but goes. But again, you say see him. See what? But he's not gonna he's probably not gonna play. He's behind Wyatt. <laughs> 85. <laughs> 85. <laughs> he's behind 85. I have a feeling uh, I have a feeling we'll at least see him out as a receiver. Is he gonna get a target? Maybe. I guarantee you they'll have packages for him, and it's gonna be him and Trey going deep. Or doing some sort of crossing thing where you got the two fastest guys crossing each other. Man, you, you sneak in Elante Brown in there too. You got a lot of speed. The, our talent, looking at I mean, looking at the teams that we have coming up, this is a team that we should match up well against as far as skill set goes. I see the game last week that Trey Palmer has, and you got to think, okay, you got to think that the Illinois defense isn't going to be like the Purdue defense and allow that. Okay, you you're gonna you have to assume that it's not going to happen again. You're going so, to assume that the number one defense in the country is not going to allow Trey Palmer <laughs> to go for 240 yards. I don't think that's unreasonable to, to yeah. think. Seems like a safe bet. But, but with that being said, right, here, here's what you're hoping is the Illinois defense doesn't want Trey to get behind them, right? So they're going to have safeties playing back. So maybe, just, just maybe – they can get a running game going. Hit it. Hit it, Kyle. Anthony. Anthony, where are you? <laughs> Anthony, quit. Put the cowbell down and get in the game, goddammit. <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment, but put your helmet on. Now, then that there goes my next question. Who besides Anthony Grant is there? At running back or at in general? Ru- at running back. I mean, honestly, they snuck in Ramir Johnson they last did, week. They did, didn't they? And went for 17. Yeah, I mean, Ramir. <laughs> Better than sixteen. You're gonna need you're gonna need a guy with some experience coming down the stretch here. A guy that has done it in the Big Ten and Ramirez got the reps, man. And, and he's has, he's got fresh legs because he hasn't played all fucking year. Yeah, so it's like, true. why not Ramirez? I know fresh legs. Right? Fresh legs. You got a guy that played that wide back. <laughs> that just stupid fucking position, <laughs> wide back. Is that is it's, that the duck R or whatever? It, yeah, it's the <laughs> stupid fucking made up position by Scott Frost. So, no, the wide back thing didn't work, but he is a running back. He did play okay at last year, and he can spell Anthony Grant. And it's not and it's not that Anthony doesn't have the pass-catching ability or anything, but if you've got a guy that went from running back to this wide back to somebody that's been working with the ones as like a wide receiver, it adds a crinkle into your offense. You can do crinkle. different things crinkle. with him. Crinkle. crinkle. A Chris Crinkle. Uh, yeah. The old crinkle fry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It adds something to your it adds something to your offense. We talk about all the time. Like only if 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 maybe they ran Casey just a little bit more, it adds a ripple to the offense, a crinkle, right? That could that could add something. You know what? Yeah. yeah. You just made me think about something. 
Uh-oh. Adding oh, shit. Mike's thinking Think about this crinkle we could add, right? Crinkle? What if, because we are always concerned that Casey's not going to pull the ball, what if Ramir and the bell cow himself were in the backfield at the same time? What? Imagination. <laughs> hey, no. Just imagine. Well, I mean, that brings up something else. It's like, yes, I know it would make you somewhat predictable, but Smothers. Yeah. If like you if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna say Ramir Johnson and Anthony Grant back there, where you know for sure that <laughs> Ramir is not going to throw a pass. Why not? I don't know. I, just stop right has now. He been play, I, to, has he to, done Tommy, any, to Tommy Hill? Any, any crinkles at quarterback? <laughs> I was literally just going to bring out the Wildcat. Oh, God. Let's yeah. do it. Why? I mean, why not? I don't think Whipple's ever done that, but no. he does know someone who's done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that crinkle, that specific Wildcat crinkle will not happen under Whipple. It just won't. So there, there needs to be someone else besides Anthony Grant. That, that A.J. Allen injury is looking as we get deeper into the season. It's becoming more and more apparent that, gosh, even their depth at running back, it's like that was one of the ones that we were looking forward to. It's like, oh, wow, they have all these guys. They oh, have well, five running got, backs. Yeah, we've got seven running backs. We should be all right. Mm, okay. But we got one yeah. one offensive tackle and <laughs> one linebacker. <laughs> and look, yeah, we could talk We could talk about the O-line, but we we won't. I mean, what else do you, what, what do you want to know? What? What? Hey, it's not like our opinions changed since last week. <laughs> that bio <laughs> week really Yeah. They're just whole different like they're whole different, different unit. They're yeah. different humans. Like it's it's crazy. They're gonna be so much faster on their feet now. It's insane that I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, this is a monumental task in front of us this weekend. It is, man. Against did you, Illinois. I was gonna say, did you ever think you'd be saying that about Illinois? No. I certainly At the but, beginning of the year I said that's no. a win. Yeah. Oh, I said that last year too. But that's every team because we're the bad team now. People are thinking, can you believe that we lost to Nebraska? Rutgers, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indiana? Tony Soprano is what the fuck? He is rolling in his grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it like every week now uh, from, you know, the opponent's standpoint is like, oh, we're playing Nebraska. Like, <laughs> we have to do like 50% of our job. Like, that's it. It's awesome. Hey, do you need a day off? Yeah. Like, who needs a rest day? And it, we're it good. pains me so much hey, to realize that that's where we are. They have to adjust their system for us, so oh, we're God. good. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay. I don't know. We'll, okay, yeah, what? Let's, Sorry. let's bring on our guest. So, I'm going to throw it over to Mike, because this is Mike's Illinois best friend. So, Get into this thing. <laughs> a best friend from every BFFL. state for Mike. Dude, I have a BFF from Champaign, Illinois. No, I, uh, my wife and I, we took a, we took a little like one year anniversary trip and went to my favorite, you know, to do my favorite thing, go watch Nebraska football, uh, lose. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we went down to Chicago one night and then hit the Illinois game afterwards and ran into this guy at the bar and started talking to him. Super knowledgeable fan and super nice guy. He invited me to his tailgate. Jared Tomich was there, his family and stuff. I mean, it was awesome. They had this kick-ass trailer. Uh, we were playing Tippy Cup. We were drinking beers. They had tap handles on the trailer. Great food. Tomich brought some some smoked meat, and it was awesome. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I linked up with them. I said, hey, when you come to Lincoln, we'll take care of you. Unfortunately, he can't make it. But he did make a special appearance on our podcast tonight, and we are super excited to have him. So let's uh, bring on my friend from Illinois, Antonio Liga. Uh, we have the saying, no block, no rock. All right, we want to welcome on one, one of Mike's random friends, for random guys that he just meets. Wherever he goes, he just meets someone. I swear, hey, every time he goes out of myself. town. So la let me paint a picture for the listeners. Mm -hmm. Last year, Sarah and I, we went to celebrate our one-year anniversary, and we decided, well, what is Mike going to do? What does Mike love the most? Going to watch Nebraska football. football. So we did our away game you know 2020 took away our opportunity to go watch football so had to go watch week zero i mean unfortunately we lost but in the process i did meet this awesome dude named antonio and uh he had um, a great tailgate that he invited us to had some great hospitality i became an exclusive member of the the Illini mug club where Ooh. i had to chug a beer uh so that was pretty cool and, oh no you had to oh, i know twist my arm but <laughs> yeah. i do have my membership card 
So I'm ready if I when I do go back, I can say you know I am I am in that book. I, I, there you get like a number, and I'm in that book. So that's wow. pretty cool. Antonio, thank you for joining the No Block No Rock podcast. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations to you for uh, being the first person to ever celebrate their one year anniversary in Champaign, Illinois. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey, we did we did go to Chicago the first night, but I will say Champaign was a lot better than Chicago. I absolutely hate Chicago. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So Antonio, before we came on, you had mentioned a little TikTok video that we made where we threw it out there to Husker fans. This coaching search is still a big deal around here. A lot of people will clamor for Mickey, but we're, there's still names being peppered around. And so I threw it out there. Brett Bielema, good old Bert. Fat no. shaming. <laughs> no, no, no. That's you. That was you. Uh, you said this is a... <laughs> this is the ideal to... male body. There you go. That's not, that's not fat shaming. That's, that's the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> this is what peak performance looks like. If you don't like it, that's your own fault. Now, after 727 votes, Antonio, I would assume a lot of Nebraska fans voted on this, and they said... 72% no. I mean, I look at that as a Husker fan and I'm like, what what are you what are we doing? I mean, I, you look at his his style of play. Did you vote? Would you vote? No. Well, I voted no for you guys because I want to keep him. Yeah, yeah that's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. And you look at his style of play, it's like, you're telling me that if he comes here and he does, let's just say, for instance, what he's doing at Illinois in year two. With that that style, especially, come on. It's no. I think I mean it. Like you're saying, it's run the ball and play defense, which is how you win in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten West. And the last three games we played, you beat Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. That's what you have to do. And mm-hmm. the way they've done it, I mean, they've held two quarterbacks to throwing under 40 yards. That Chase Brown's <laughs> a leading rusher in the country. Their defense is the top five in the country. It's we look like what I remember Wisconsin looking like when Brett Bielema was the coach. They're just wearing orange and blue now. Right, and you know there was like this. There's this little narrative going around that oh Illinois hasn't played anyone, but you just mentioned that they've been beating up on the Big Ten West heavies back to back to back weeks, three weeks in a row. They've beat literally what has been the upper echelon of the West. Like, what are you people talking about? Like, I know you played Chattanooga, but you did what you had to do. 31 to zip shutout. I mean, what else do you want? Sorry. Right. And I think the biggest criticism you could say is Illinois' red zone scoring. So a lot of those games, if you look at just the box scores, even the Minnesota one, I think it was like 500 yards to 130, but they only went to 12. They're settling for a lot of field goals, and it's great as an Illini fan to be like, well, you know, what we need to worry about is our red zone offense and our kick return coverage. Because mm. in years past, it was like, how do we not let people score 50 points a game? That's so a pretty good position to be in right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, Illinois has definitely, they've done some crazy things in, in the two years that Bird has been here. Actually, one and some change. And it's crazy because last year at week zero, we go in there and, you know, I, I mean, I told you, I was an honest Husker fan. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure we're probably going to, Maybe win, maybe not. And, you know, you guys kick our butt. Hottest game ever. Freaking hotter it than was. hell. That was the hottest football game ever attended. It was like field temp was like 120 degrees. I'm sweating my ass off. I got Jared Tomich, who was at your your tailgate, had, yep. him, had him like a row over from us yelling at Husker fans that were screaming fire frost. Like, ah! It was something else. The environment, <laughs> the atmosphere was actually really good. Like your your fans were awesome, and the stadium was pretty good. I mean, I've been to a lot of Big Ten stadiums, and, uh, it was it was a good time, and mm-hmm. you guys laid the wood on us. They, you guys beat us. Uh, you, in my opinion, out Nebraska, Nebraska. I mean, how have we been successful for our entire existence? Running the football, you know, doing fundamental things, and you guys did that better than us, as everybody has for the last fifteen years. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what Brett is doing right now at Illinois is is crazy, and. It worries me this Saturday, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So that game actually had a lasting impact on me. That is the last time I ever bet on the Huskers to win a game. (laughs) (laughs) The Huskers lost that game. Took you long enough? Yeah. um, Luckily, it was only like half my rent. But (laughs) since then, no, I I have decided, I was like, I'll I'll bet on the spreads, but I'm never taking a Husker money line ever again. (laughs) So, Antonio, you know, we've been talking about Brett Bielema. So, 
Is there any part of you that's a little bit worried if it's not Nebraska, if it's somewhere else that he maybe he is there is there a fear that he views Illinois as a sort of stepping stepping stone, or do you think he's pretty content and comfortable where he's at in Champaign? So of course it's always a fear, but when he was hired, I remember the athletic director and Brett both talking about where he came from. He was at Iowa. And he saw Hayden Fry build Iowa to what they were and become a legend there. Then he was at Wisconsin and saw Barry Alvarez do his thing, took over there. And I think he tried it. He did the Arkansas thing mm-hmm. and realized maybe that's not the move. Coming from that background, where, oh, and Coach Snyder over at Kansas State, I think he sees Illinois, which might be his opportunity to be one of his role models as his program. And what a spot to be. We're not asking to go to the national championship. It's if you win seven, eight games consistently, which really isn't that hard in college football to make a bowl game is not that hard. He's going to have a job for life. Wait, it's not hard to make a bowl game. I was just going to say that. That's Scott Frost. I I thought you had to wait five years to make your first bowl game. I I thought that was normal. (laughs) Yeah. What's what's Brett doing in year two? It's not fair. I don't know, but I love it. (laughs) Damn you, I don't know, but I love it. (laughs) Damn you. Okay, so you had mentioned Illinois-style play, and they are tough. They take after the attitude of their head coach. They're going to emphasize running the ball. Now, what you saw, I'm assuming you watched Nebraska versus Purdue, how it was the Trey Palmer game, you know, and Mm – I'm not anticipating him having another game like that. I obviously, I mean, Jesus. But is there a little part of you that's worried about Nebraska going over the top against your defense? I know your pass defense, I believe, is the best in the country. Um, best in the country. Yeah. So, just looking at Nebraska's offense in general, is is there anything that worries you in that Illinois might be weak in defensively? No. And, and the reason is if you look at the secondary, you might have three pros there. Right now, our cornerback, Witherspoon, is projected, I saw a mock draft going 10th overall. He's only given up 13 receptions on guys he's guarded all year. And what teams have done is just avoid him. And it's really given the defense a lot of leniency, especially they don't have to provide a lot of pressure. The D-line does it on the road. They can be pretty creative in what they do, and they make college quarterbacks think, which is pretty important as a defense. If you just make a college quarterback be a college quarterback, they're going to make bad decisions. Now, Nebraska is going to air it out, and that's scary because your defense can be steady, but all it takes is one play for that to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like 90 yards. Okay, what's, right. what's the meme What's the meme online? Fuck it. Just, Trey Palmer's down, Trey there, Palmer's down there He's somewhere. He's down there somewhere. Just right. play 500. So you say Weatherspoon is uh, maybe a projected top 10 pick. Is he going to be a, a type of corner that's going to follow the number one guy, or is, is he one of those guys that stays on one side of the field? Uh, he pretty much stays on one side of the field, but because he locks down that side, they're able to provide a lot of help to the other side. Okay. Um, it's pretty much been their mantra all year, which is a given – Last year, I think their free safety led the country in interceptions, and now I know our free safety is leading at least the Big Ten, and it's just because he's able to roam because Witherspoon has that side on lockdown. Gotcha. Yeah, and I know that Whipple, he does a pretty good job, our offensive coordinator. He does a pretty good job of moving Trey in different spots. He moves him to the left side, the right side. He put him in the slot a couple times, and and he he got creative on – and I I imagine your defensive coordinator is going to have to get creative as well. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. if we we find number three – we're going to put our best guy on him, but hey, I mean, if you want to throw a linebacker on him, I, I won't be mad. <laughs> I would prefer that, actually. Please feel free. Um, so we know all about Chase Brown. We don't need we don't need to keep talking about how good he is and how. Are you, you sure? Know, I'm really <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll talk all night about it. <laughs> but a guy I do, I do want to bring up because I feel like he's overlooked a little bit. He's having a he's quietly having a solid season. And I think a lot of that is attributed to how effective Illinois is at running the ball. But just go into a little bit more about quarterback Tommy DeVito. What can Nebraska fans expect from your quarterback? Just steady. The offensive coordinator puts him in a position where he doesn't have to do too much. It's they're, All they're asking him to be is a competent, accurate quarterback, and that's kind of what he's done all year. He's thrown 
two interceptions. He's got 14 total touchdowns. He's able to use his legs a little bit to get outside the pocket. And he, he has a rapport with, I think, four different receivers where you feel comfortable with him getting the ball at any time. They don't use their tight ends often. Um, they're mostly blocking for Chase Brown, which is fine. Uh, but you're not going to see many long balls. It's kind of a slow, methodical, and even though they're an up-tempo offense, I think they're number top five in the country in uh, time of possession, which is crazy mm-hmm. for an up-tempo offense. But they're very smart with the way they move the ball. Talking a little bit more about Illinois' offense, can you go into a little bit more about Brett Bielema hiring UTSA's offensive coordinator and just like, I don't know if you have any like stories behind that, but I know that UTSA had played Illinois really tough. Mm-hmm. And Brett says, hey, I, I kind of want that guy. And he just plucks him. So it, like, what's the story behind that? So the offensive coordinator, Lundy, was actually a high school coach in Arkansas when Brett was the head coach at Arkansas. And he hired him to be his tight ends coach at the time. Okay. So they, they do have a history together. Now, you mentioned that UTSA game. Because it was the one game all year where Illinois' defense just looked like they were on skates. They had no idea what they were doing. The pace of play was different. And the one refreshing thing about Brett Bielema as opposed to Lovey Smith is mm. Lovey was very stubborn. He was going to wait to see if his guys worked. Brett saw the one downside of the team last year, which was the offense wasn't scoring points, and made the change right after year one. And I think he also is competent enough to know that the opening of the Big Ten West isn't going to last that much longer with conference realignment happening. So it was take advantage of these next two years, make the change now. And so far it's paid off. So it's funny that you say that, that, mm-hmm. that Brett is quick to make changes because Lovey's the NFL guy. You think like an NFL guy would have made changes and been ready to make changes on the fly if things weren't working. So I, I just think it's hilarious that the guy who's been in college his entire career is the one that's like, okay, if it's not working, then we got to make a change. And it, you were talking about stubbornness, and of course, our ex-coach was, he brings his staff over from UCF, and then he finally makes sweeping changes, and it's like, gosh, if only he would have done it a year or two earlier, maybe there would have be some hope. But you see Brett right away, boom. Like, we don't, we don't have time to play around. Like, he... Right. And listen, I'm not saying that's why I, I would want Brett Bielema, but that's kind of why I want Brett Bielema. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be holding a we are the 28% sign. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. gladly, I will hold it up so high. And all the Nebraska fans will go, Brett's not good enough for, okay. He's okay. got an Iowa tattoo. Come on. Yeah, on his, yeah where is that tattoo? It's on his calf. It's on his calf. Mike knows. Can, he looks at it every night. Yeah. yeah. You can get that. Oh, hell, Bert. Oh, hell, Bert. And yet... <laughs> He doesn't let that tattoo influence the way he coaches against Iowa. He goes out and he beats Iowa. Weird concept. Anyway. Yeah, can't relate. So, it's, I mean, yeah. to be fair, it's not hard to beat Iowa right now. Well, I hold mean, on. We've, 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 we've lost seven I, years in a row. I'm going to so. say that and regret it so hard on, oh, yeah. sa- on Saturday oh, after Black God. Friday. Oh. Yeah, we're going to record that part and put it in as a drop. Illinois comes into Nebraska as a top 20 ranked team. I mean, they're in a position that it's been a, it's been a while. Like, I, I recall Juice Williams back in the mid-2000s with that solid mm-hmm. Illinois team. So is there any risk, you think, of them kind of feel, feeling their oats a little bit and they come in a little complacent into Lincoln? Is there any threat, you think, of that? Uh, well, here's the thing. I've never seen a ranked Illinois team. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So there might be a risk, but... Also, I kind of feel comfortable with Brett Bielema being the coach. That might not be the case. And I'm, I know you guys just had a bye week, but with Illinois coming off a bye week, every game that Brett's had more than seven days to prepare for, he's done really well. If you Last year, they had uh, a bye week, went into Penn State, pulled off the upset when they were top 10, then nine overtime game. They had nine, games to, nine days to prepare for Wisconsin, beat them 34 to 10. He, when he has extra time to prepare, the team has performed really well. Uh, so I do, that's the reason I feel somewhat comfortable. If I were to look at the schedule the rest of the way out, this is the game that scares me most besides obviously the Michigan game. You know, as bad as Nebraska has been, it is still flattering to hear other people say, 
I'm kind of nervous about all, Nebraska. All bus team, baby. All bus team. All bus team. Yeah. Get off that bus, and they look real tough until they actually start playing. That is such a good point, though. If Jared were to ask me that question, I think I would have answered the exact same way. Mm. Under Brett, I would not be worried if Brett was our coach that our players would come out complacent in any game. I just The guy is such a good coach that it's hard to imagine that the players aren't. They don't have their heads on straight. And they're not prepared. Right. Weird. And he's right. got a good staff. If you look, the reason the defense is so good, he has four different coordinators as part of his – ex-coordinators as part of his staff. He was an ex-defensive coordinator. Ryan Walters they got from Mizzou. Uh, their outside linebacker coach, they, he was a D coordinator at SMU when he came on over. Andy Boo was a D coordinator at Rutgers. They have a very talented, good defensive staff, and it's showing. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Well, guys, is there any like any other? No, I questions? I say we shift to Saturday. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. Okay. Antonio, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? What's your prediction for the game? Obviously, you're not coming up to Lincoln. You don't want to let us return the favor and and host you at our our tailgate. We're actually doing a live show for the Illinois game, so we're doing a big live nice. show before the game. Going to be pretty cool. I have about a hundred people there. Not you, unfortunately. So, uh, give us a prediction. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday in Lincoln? I'm a little nervous. Um, it feels good to be nervous and actually care at this point. Mm. But it also feels weird that I'm seeing Illinois going into Nebraska, and I'm like, is this a trap for us? Yeah. Uh, but I think Illinois wins. I think the line's right. I think it's a probably a touchdown game. I've been to Nebraska twice. It's my favorite stadium in the country to go to. I know the environment's <laughs> going to be tough. But Illinois is playing with expectations now it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the team especially going into a hostile road environment i'd say i know nebraska's offense is good but i trust the defense i'd be surprised if nebraska puts up more than 20 and i think chase brown will be able to do enough to score more than that okay that sounds Was that offensive i'm sorry no no no, no. okay no I... <laughs> antonio you are talking to nebraska fans Ooh. yeah we understand um <laughs> We know what, what this program um, isn't, and that's we can't even make the uh, the Pampers Huggies Bowl. So, if you predict an Illinois win, a top twenty team, oh my God! Oh no, we're not going to be offended. I mean, that's literal. Our literal philosophy is like we don't drink the Kool Aid on this podcast. All right, Antonio, are you on social media at all? Do you want people to find you? Yeah, Mike's got my info. You don't got to tag me though. It's okay. All right. Okay, I got like. 20 followers. You might, <laughs> have, you might have 21 now, baby. That's yeah. right. The yeah. influence of NBNR, baby. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, if you want to find Antonio, you can find him at Antonio Liga one on Twitter. Indeed. He's got the big chief as his photo. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. <laughs> and that chief is on your trailer. So, yeah, he has a kick-ass tailgate trailer. Oh, yeah. And that was a good time. Listen, I like their, their OG mascot logo oh it's so good it's so good yeah it's classic it's awesome okay antonio illinois super fan keep drinking that champagne while we avoid the kool-aid here uh we appreciate you coming on nbnr and uh have yourself a great rest of your night appreciate you guys having me thank you thanks man thank yeah, you. thanks man uh bye-bye uh we have a saying no block thanks no rock. troy gosh troy we get it <laughs> you love the podcast. We get it. He's like the number one guy on the show. The number one fan. How many times has he asked us to come on? We get it. We'll get you. We'll fit you in. <laughs> I don't know how, but we got to put him in there somewhere. Well, he's you know the assistant wide receivers coach for the Bengals What's for that? our former quarterback Zach Taylor. So I mean, maybe we'll get a and combo. Former could have been Joe Burrow. Oh, I knew <laughs> someone was going to say it. Did you know Joe Burrow should have came to Nebraska? Whoa! Damn it. We saw those magazines earlier with his face on him and the Husker logo behind him and all it said was what if. And it's what if. Dude, it's been so many years. Stop. Just stop saying it. Okay. Now that we, we talked to Antonio, we will switch gears a little bit and let's let's talk a little bit about coaching. Of course. Now, got to. I, I don't think our list has changed, right? I don't think it has. But a new name, not really new, but kind of hot. Hot name. Hot. Hot press. Mark. Stoops. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Yes. Not not big game, Bob. Not Mark. The, not the good one. Mid, yeah. mid game <laughs> Mark. Hey. Mark Stoops is doing a hell of a job he, at Kentucky. He game. is. Yeah. He did really good with Wandale. You know, because yeah. he's not a running back. That's weird. right. Yeah. 
And I bring him up because, you know, there's a, a local media guy who does a radio show. And he also has a recruiting website that he does message boards on. And so he did bring up his name. Now, I'm just going to really quickly. Is he another one of you guys? If I were to name him, you guys are going to raise your hand? Or are you going to be more reserved and be like, I wouldn't like that very much? So, Mark Stoops, Nebraska head coach, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. All of us have it up. Okay. I was kind of expecting a little more pushback, but go so on. So, my thing is, I would absolutely take Mark Stoops. Yeah. However, mm. he gets eight wins a year at Kentucky. They're going to build statue. a statue. Yeah, they'll build a statue of him. Yeah. I, I, ta- I talked about this earlier in the season. He is so content where he's at. He's coaching well. His team's doing well. Mm-hmm. Why would he come to Nebraska? And then we've also, I think, talked about this earlier in the season. Uh, his friend Bo is probably telling him, ah, maybe, maybe don't go there. Like They're uh, not so appreciative of success. I, I think some of the uh, – here's the thing. The leadership at Nebraska has obviously changed drastically since Bo has been here. So, although I don't think Bo Pelini is going to ever come back here or be thanked at the center of the, the field or anything like that, I think I think that's okay. Like He's talked openly about Nebraska now. I think he, he's kind of okay with you, it. You, you, know? you Not think really he's a, a little more yeah. softer yeah. about it? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I think it's he knows little. he got uh, he kind of got fucked. I mean, yeah, kind of. He kind of got fucked a little bit, and obviously we're, we're still paying for it. But yeah. Yeah. Mark Stoops, I mean, honestly, think about it. Kentucky is a basketball school, and he will never make more money than the basketball coach. Name another school in the country that you could say that the football coach is going to make less money than the basketball coach. I mean, coach. other than Duke, Duke. North Carolina. Like, yeah. those blue those blue bloods. Th- okay. That was pretty but that's easy. What, that's right. what I'm saying, well, though. Gonzaga. You have, to, you have to go up to the blue bloods to even. But you got to remember, though, like, the revenue in football is so much more than basketball because you have larger stadiums, bigger TV deals, all that stuff. You should not be making less money than the basketball coach. So even if Stoops were to go and win 10 games, 9 games, 8 games, right? Great for Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. He is not going to surpass that basketball no. status. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to your question about people are content at Kentucky with their eight wins. Yeah. So I wouldn't even say content. I would say ecstatic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. You're right. Um, but then, like, you come to question Mark Stoops as a football coach. Like, what is your ultimate goal? Like, I feel like at Kentucky, you know, you've gone 10-3. and three. You've made... A couple citrus bowls. Uh, that's probably going to be the most you ever do there. That's your ceiling. You're always going to be play second fiddle to Calipari squad. Yeah. So, like, what's um, your ambition? Yeah. So, like, do you want to do you want to achieve more? And he's kind and of a so, Big Ten guy, though. I mean, he went yeah, he went I, to Iowa. He went to Iowa. Yeah. Not Iowa. 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 There's no O. Still. Iowa. Hey, uh, update for you guys. Iowa still didn't have offense last week. Iowa. Anyways, Iowa. I, did you see six it? turnovers? Jesus. So. They yeah, <laughs> they are fucking terrible. They have it's the insane. same record as Nebraska. <laughs> hey, but but yeah. we're terrible. Yeah, we didn't go ten and two last year. We know we're bad. Yeah, I know. I, and I just—it's still so insane to me that Iowa is still yeah. talking about Spencer Petra is still What's, probably going to be our guy. You know what? For why? Why? Yeah. Like, okay. They put Quesadilla in, and he sucked too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Alex Quesadilla. <laughs> you know what? I love Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. I'd love him as a coach. But let's talk about Iowa, okay? I know. Yes, we talk about Iowa. God, they they are. Do they want to fire Kirk? How the turntables, baby. How the turntables. The nepotism is strong in this one. It was comical this weekend. Comical. Like, it was was LOL worthy. Like, if you're Brian Ferentz. Did you see that fake punch? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, now that's special teams. I know, but that's that's Iowa. Iowa football is... They they pride themselves on special teams, That's and right. then you see the best punter in the country <laughs> perform the best <laughs> fake punt I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> now, when you say best, it was the best. Set that up in a side by side to Pat McAfee's <laughs> yeah. when they had the one dude, like the, they had the center oh. and him, and there yeah. was like four defenders staring at him. They as, just they just reposted it the other day. You, you as a Colts Taylor, fan, that play lives in my brain. I go so to sleep bad. every night and I see that play. Yeah. You see Taylor, and he's like. What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? Oh, okay. Let's just go run at the defense. <laughs> oh, you got to be quicker than that. <laughs> LeVar Woods, 
Did you call that? LeVar, you're going to be in the Brian Ferentz doghouse. Oh, so that you're good. I, There's nothing wrong. Well, okay, so the question is, is there a point where Brian Ferentz says, all right, I'm fucking up. I'm putting my dad in a terrible spot. He should resign. I should resign. He should resign. It's not going to be resigned. What's going to happen? Do you guys remember? This happened in Nebraska. Carl Pelini. Well, yeah. Carl Pelini found another opportunity. Coincidentally. Coincid- yeah. Yes. They're going to let him walk away. Be so nice Brian Ferentz will find another opportunity that's better for him. Who the fuck would hire him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is gonna do that? I know Nebraska. A, I know a local high school that might consider it. That's about the best eight, I can think eight of. Man? Great yeah, offensive oh, mind, baby. Eight man. He's not getting to anything. Shit, Eleven. Dude. I mean, I guess you would if you're a school out there that doesn't have much ambition in football. You know, Ferentz still has name cachet or whatever. So, you know, he should, he like, should hit up like a Pop Warner team. Goddamn. No, fuck that. He's gonna be. The offensive coordinator for the next five years, and then he'll be the head coach for the next 30. Let's I would love that. Go. I would love that. We love Brian. We, we love, love Brian. Brian. <laughs> Hang the banner now. Build a Brian Ferrin statue. Jesus. So, hey. Boy, we're really you having know what fun he gets? with that. Yeah. He is our uh, brass, brass ass, ass of the week. Brian Ferrin, you are our brass ass of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if we were Iowa fans, he would be the brass ass. Is for he- us... Is he the junkyard dog? He's <laughs> is he our junkyard dog? <laughs> He's our spy. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> it's just a very, very small and sick dog. And here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. They're gonna play Nebraska and they're gonna rack up 300 rushing yards and their offense is good again. Yay. No, Don't no, say we that. have a we have a good sorry. We have a good head coach now. I'll that, give you good. That defense is still that defense though. But hey, we said coming off the bye week, everybody, it's just a new team. I mean, uh, yeah. we might want Bama. Who knows? Or I guess, sorry, we might want Tennessee. Shit. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, Hendon Hooker would not. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so Mark Soups. Mark Stoops. Yes, back to Mark we're Stoops. All, we're, yeah. all, we're, yeah, all look, on, we're all good on Mark yeah, Stoops. We all said yes. And look, honestly, I wouldn't hate having a Stoops around. It'd be There's, cool. Like, you know what I mean? You know, Bob's going to be kind of cool. It and would be. If that'd be cool. Bob comes in here. And just the name alone. Come on. Like, I bet Bo would yeah. come on the sidelines for our bowl game, too. Yeah, and, like, okay, so uh, your point about, you know, Bo and Mark Stoops being boys, it's like, is there a, a part of Mark Stoops that's like, okay, Bo, like, I know you. I know what kind of guy you can be. You fucking you know yeah. I mean? temper tantrum <laughs> asshole. <laughs> hey, remember that one time when we fought each other at a bar because you got too drunk or whatever, Bo? Like, I'm not saying that's what actually happened. Remember when I said your nose was big? Allegedly. And you punched me in the throat? (laughs) Like, uh, uh, hothead. You you had something to do with it, Bo. Yeah, I mean, there's always two sides of the story. Well, actually, there's three sides of the story. There's each side and the truth. So, yeah. Yeah. We said Bo got kind of fucked, but he did. He earned a bit of it. He earned a little bit of it. I mean, those leaked. Those leak tapes were they weren't great. They weren't they weren't good for the brand. No. no. <laughs> for the brand. Shut up. Okay. Scoring predictions, guys. Yes. So there is a game on Saturday that involves Nebraska football. Because like Mike just said, there is a game. I guess a top twenty squad. The fighting Burt's coming into Lincoln. Rolling in. Big belly Burt. No mercy. <laughs> you heard what Mike's best Illinois friend. Had predicted the BIF. a couple minutes ago. Yeah, the BIF. Um, so let's get into our scoring predictions, guys. I foresee a 34-28 to 28 Illinois win. I think they will do their thing on the ground. I think Nebraska, as inconsistent as it can be on offense, I think they will find a way to put the ball in the end zone a few times. 34-28, Illinois. So we're wildly close. Mm. Not far off. Uh, I had a prediction that I talked about a little bit earlier off the air. Uh, and the more I thought about it, I, ha- I had a vision. And it came to me, and it told me that I'm getting Kyle's trophy this week. And I'm not happy well, about it. Is it a trophy? Like, what is I, don't I know, Whatever. I'm assuming it's a trophy. <laughs> I don't know. I might just be like a really nice hug and like, good job. But And maybe a, a, maybe a kiss. Yeah. Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. Uh, God damn it. But <laughs> I like Illinois covering. Mm. I am going to call 
Illinois 35, Nebraska 17. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's a... Yeah. All right. I, I foresee that offense. Like, again, that, that defense is spectacular. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a, a uphill battle just right away. Uh, and with this ground game at Illinois, that worries me quite a bit. So I, I see them kind of not imposing their will, but certainly that I don't think we're going to be all that close. I can just see, and I know I had mentioned Chase Brown in their ground game. I can just see a Tommy DeVito stat of, oh, he's 15 of 17 for 110 mm-hmm. yards. And I can just see it. I see it now. Yep. Anyway, sorry. I just had to. You know what? I still don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm going to say this, but <laughs> Nebraska is somehow going to win this game. I don't know why. I, I have no reason, no facts to back it up. We haven't seen it since 2016. We haven't beat a ranked team, especially Memorial Stadium. I was at the last game. We beat Oregon. I was there yeah. with Eric. <laughs> and so, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. So <laughs> he's still I, alive. I don't yes, know why. He's not, he's not dead. He's I feel like Mickey Joseph coming off that bye, the guys are going to play hard, and I think the crowd will make the difference. Mm. I don't, like I said, I have no <laughs> factual way to back this up. I just have Kool-Aid to back me up. There's no Kool-Aid either. <laughs> I just, I don't feel good about the game. I just, for some reason, have this gut feeling that we're going to somehow win mm-hmm. because the team wants Mickey Joseph to be the next head coach. And I'm going to predict 27-23 Nebraska. Mm. I don't know why. Okay. Kyle, what you got? I can dig it. I, like the rest of you, understand that the... <clears throat> Offense lives and dies by the offensive line. You can't against mostly dies. Yeah. Mostly dies. Against, Live by Trey Palmer, die by the line. Right. I am telling you now that Illinois is not going to allow you just to throw the ball to Trey Palmer over and over and over again. They're not going to allow that. They're not Purdue. No. No. Brett Bielema will fire his DC after the game if that ha- if that Purdue if it Purdue happens again. Yeah, dude, he might fire him in the third quarter. Yeah. So. What I'm saying is this defense that we're going up against is not going to allow much. And our, like you said, our offense has not been something to write home about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So my score prediction is, drum roll, thank you, 28-21 Illinois. Okay. Yeah. that The way you led into that, it, I thought that was going to be so much more pessimistic. That's I, yeah. I, I was expecting twenty-eight to three. Yeah, no. I thought that was going to be very pessimistic. That look, was or two. I, yeah. Look, so so Mike every week sends us the like the stat comparison yeah. that they put out, and the only standout like better than Illinois is special teams. That's sure. that's about it. The efficiency of our special teams is better than Illinois. Thanks, Bill Bush. And I just that's the only I I realistically think that might be the only thing that keeps us close in this game. Hmm. So. Okay, Timmy Bleak Road doing work. Maybe just, Bushini, no. you know, maybe some Bushini action. So you you said 28-21 special teams keeping us in the game. You thinking seven field goals or you know, just seven straight know, field goals. Anything can happen. Hey, I'll take it. Bleak I Road wouldn't be get, mad. Bleak Road is going to win special teams player of the week. Absolutely. Even though they lose. <laughs> Not Iowa's punter. Okay. <laughs> before before we sign off, we had a very interesting poll that we put on Twitter today. Oh boy. If Nebraska pulls off the upset, because remember, we are the worst team in this this scenario. Should Nebraska storm the field at Memorial Stadium? Kyle, we'll start with you. I say no. And the reason for that, so you mentioned the 5115 podcast, so we just went and checked out at the Hill Varsity Club. We were sitting in there. We had dinner and listened to those guys kind of chat it up a bit. Oh, yeah. And... Tommy mentioned a really good point. He said, look, man, he's like, you storm the field now. You still got four games to play. And he's like, maybe you storm the field after you beat somebody that you haven't beaten in a long time, which would be Iowa. Well, Iowa's on the road. Right. I'll storm the field. It would have to be Wisconsin. It would have to be Wisconsin. So you you beat somebody that does not. You beat somebody that you do not win against in the history of us being in the Big Ten. And you just became bowl eligible. I think I would agree more to storming the field after beating Wisconsin going into Iowa rather than saying, let's storm the field right now. Because Illinois is not like a Michigan, like 
top five team or an Ohio State top five team. It's Illinois. They've had they've had one good year. Like it's not. It, I really don't think it's that huge of a deal. Now it is because they're ranked and it's to be the first opponent you beat since 2016. You so it, it is a big day. It is a big deal, but I don't think it's the as big of a deal as to storm the storm the field. But I, you but I, you could argue that this could be the program changer win. I'm not. I'm not saying it will be, but I'm saying that it could be the catalyst. You got to remember, if you win this game, you're going to be at four wins. You need to get two out of the next four, right? You have to find two. And you make a bowl game for the first time since 2016. Yeah. And it could be that defining win. Jared talks about it every week. Why can't Nebraska do it? Why can't Nebraska win a game they're not supposed to win? Everybody else can freaking do it. Everybody else can do it, right? Yeah. You could argue that... This could be that game. But I understand, too. It's, it's Illinois. It's 100%. It's Illinois. Yeah. Antonio said it. <laughs> we have never been good. I mean, in my lifetime, he said. You know? Yeah. yeah, he said he's never seen a ranked Illinois. Yeah. yeah. So, Jared, what do you think? Well, okay, I'm going to push back on Tommy Frazier for just a second. Okay? Now, you said, or Tommy said, we can't, you shouldn't rush the field because there's still four games left. Right? You still got to finish the job. However, back in 1992... When Colorado came in on Halloween night and Nebraska beat them 52 to 7, what happened? And Nebraska fans rushed the field. Tore down the goalpost. That was in October 31st. Now, but then again, a few weeks later, they went to Iowa State and lost <laughs> 19 to 10. So, hey, uh, maybe, maybe he does make a good point. It just seems like it would be like a <laughs> climax when you've still got. Four yeah. games. I mean, it would you be- know who loves the climax? <laughs> Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was coming. So maybe Tommy was remembering '92, where they rushed the field prematurely. A little prematurely, right? Because yeah. they went to Iowa State and lost. Um, should they storm the field? Yes. I'm you, not saying you I, hate fun. I'm not saying I wouldn't storm the field. I'm just saying this is not <laughs> so, the game to do it. This is the best opportunity for the college kids and the blue hairs to fucking party at the 50 yard line, baby. I, blue it, it's funny because I was going to say, I, I view this as two separate questions. Should we storm the field? Probably not. <laughs> Would I? Absolutely. If someone jumps that rail, I'm coming with. I'm like, tackling the ugly ass Herbie. Yeah. I am popping Lil Red with a pair of scissors. And I'm not care. leaving that 50-yard line <laughs> until they drag my ass out. Okay, let's break it into the, the thing that Connor said. Should you? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Will you? Yes. yes. <laughs> 2016. That was six fucking years ago. Under Mr. Rogers, Mike Riley was our head coach. We put sprinkles on that fucking ice cream that yeah. night. And I was at that game. And did I think about storming the field against Oregon? No, I didn't. But guess what? It's been a long six years, boys. Has and it only been six? <laughs> if, if I can go down on that field with those college kids and those blue hairs, I will 1,000 billion percent be helping taking those poles, those goalposts, to O Street. You're going to be sliding down those poles with the and, Vaseline. And to the river. We're taking the goalposts to O Street. And the river. Tennessee wannabes. Seems like a bit of a walk. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah that's a walk. Hey, <laughs> man. We'll have a flatbed for there, our, yeah, our yeah. show. <laughs> man, I just think I just think this whole conversation came about because of Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee yeah. beat Alabama number one. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like... It just doesn't feel like the right thing to me. I you, don't know. It's... Hey, fun. Fun sucker. Fun sucker. Hey, and I mean, look. Look <laughs> at the contrast here. I've been more optimistic going into the season. Yeah. And I how the turntables. You, you would have thought that these two, Jared and Mike, <laughs> drug me out to the parking lot and kicked the shit out of me for saying what we said, Connor. Oh, and yeah. now I'm saying maybe we shouldn't storm the field against number seventeen <laughs> yeah. Illinois. And they're like, You fucking suck. You it's like <laughs> what? Jared mouthed those exact words to me. <laughs> because at the beginning of the year you expected an Illinois win. Whereas I probably didn't. That's so, true. That's true. Know, yeah, that's a good point. You know, so. Yeah. He still doesn't. He actually predicted us to lose <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the only one at the table that said we are going to win. And I, once again, I still have no idea why I said it. So, 
That's going to get if edited it, out. It's just it, gonna, <laughs> two weeks from now, he's going to go back, re-edit, and re-upload, and it's just going to bleep out his score prediction. Not a chance. <laughs> but if we win and the and the fans start making their way towards that end in the middle of the field. Look, I'm going. Yeah, I'm, obviously. Hey. Yeah. I'll meet you guys there. Yeah, yeah. Well, meet us well, at the it'll be the beach run. We'll all just go embracing each other into the, each other's arms, like tears yeah. flowing down our faces. Yeah. Smack Brett Bielema right on the ass. Slow motion as I walk as I run by. Dump truck ass. God. No, smack him in the head and get a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so this Saturday, No Block No Rock is having a tailgate extravaganza, if you will. Live party. show. Live, Live show. show. Who? Who? So we'll be now. Where's the exact address, guys? Okay, I'm doing it. Ha- it is at 605 North Eighth Street in Lincoln, Nebraska. And what I'm being told is the old Journal Star parking lot. Correct. I think it's a post office lot now. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So be there. And for anybody who wants to come see us live, you need a wristband to get to this tailgate. So if you want to come see us live, reach out to us on any of our social platforms. We will make sure we reserve wristbands for you and your plus whatevers. Also. <laughs> If you cannot attend the game or the tailgate, we will be live on the ESPN Tri-Cities Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So make sure you go follow the ESPN Tri-Cities Facebook page. You can watch us tailgate, watch the entire show. We're going to have awesome guests on there. Uh, We'll be with the boys from uh, Where's the Line podcast. It's going to be a good-ass time. So if you can make it, make sure you RSVP via our social platforms, and uh, we'll make sure to get you wristbands. Otherwise... Tune in to any of our social platforms, and we will have that for you. All this information is awesome. So much information. But what time does it start? Good question, Jared. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. 8 in the morning. 8 in the morning. Drink your mimosas. You know, get your screwballs ready. We're going from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. Right before the games kick off. So you're not going to miss any college football action. Don't, Don't worry. We'll get you out of there in time. Okay. So please be there. Or be square. Do we, people still say that? I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, we do. Some people do. Yeah. You might. Be there or be You're stupid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, shut up. You're a blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So what? I picked out some gray hairs before I came. Shut, shut up. Okay. Find us at NBNR Podcast on Twitter. We are also on Facebook at NBNR Podcast. Mike is our Facebook king. He gets after it on Facebook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We are also on TikTok. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, anyway, you know. um, King. Go. All hail the TikTok king. Go fuck. Just all those videos. I need more likes, guys. I need to feel validated. I want to feel those endorphins run through me. Get all those Boost likes. Jared's you know what, a little bit. You know what like. Connor wants to run through him? Hit it. <laughs> Normally, I, I prefer back. There it is. <laughs> okay. That's used so much more often than I thought it would be. I was like, there's no way it gets played every episode. <laughs> Fucking wrong. wrong. Five times. Wrong. Um, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there for you. Guys, is there anything else that I'm missing? No, let's sign off. All right. Good idea. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cadillac. As always, Beat Illinois and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang on it, Mohammed. GBR. A Huda Media Production.